What's up, everyone? Bryce Coon here with the Crowded Booth with Swarm Talk, the Georgia Tech edition, as we do every single week. We were going live Tuesdays and Thursdays, but now, with all the news surrounding what's happening at Georgia Tech, we said we had to go live here on Monday night. Welcome in. Make sure if you're watching over on Twitter and you want to comment, head over to the YouTube page. The link is in uh, pinned up to my bio over on Twitter. Bring your comments in. It's going to be... A fun night. We're going to get to some of your questions, but I want to go ahead and say this. Uh, your questions are not the prerogative tonight. They're, they're not They're not high on the list. So Ralph's going to star some things. Uh, Ralph is back there. Uh, we got a special guest in the background that some of you will not like. Uh, and then we're going to have, hopefully, a special guest joining that a lot of you will like, and he's going to have some, uh, some, some fun, fun stuff to talk about here tonight. But what are we talking about? Obviously, offensive coaching changes. The big ones... The offensive coordinator, Buster Faulkner, was uh, kind of – I got reprimanded verbally, well, through text, from one of the guys that's in behind the scenes right now saying, hey, you weren't going to tell me this was going to happen. I've been telling them, and I've like many have told you, but it wasn't quite official. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and do right here the Kirby hair. So the guy that's in the background, they say that I have the same haircut as Kirby Smart. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. We're going to be talking tonight. We're excited to talk about it. Matt wants to see the clap. Ralph, there's the patented clap. we got to bring Ralph into it. There's Ralph. We're going to be getting to the next guest here in just a second. But Jeep Wade is the new offensive line coach. Uh, Yes, that is a real grown man's name. Uh, Wade comes by way of Appalachian State. And this is a guy who's oversaw some offenses and some rushing attacks that, you know, pretty solid. Um, You know, we're going to get to kind of more of that. Uh, we're going to talk also Buster Faulkner and what uh, that, that what, what that happens. You know, how does it look? What does the Georgia Tech offense look like under a Buster Faulkner, and where can they go? Uh, let's start first though with Jeep Wade, and let, let's let's talk about this. So if you're in the chat, go ahead and hit the like button. Remember, we get to 1,500 subscribers. We're gonna. I don't know. We're going to put one of you on the show, and Ralph will have the power to ban you immediately if you say anything completely out of pocket. Uh, 1,500 subscribers will get you there. Let's get this video. Let's try to get 100 likes. We had well over 50 uh, last time. Let's get it to 100 this time. Let's rock and roll. Here we go. Jeep Wade. What is Jeep Wade? Who, who is Jeep Wade? Obviously, the offensive line coach, Appalachian State. Uh, he's taken the same position, and he's already on the recruiting trail. We talked with some of the recruits. Uh, guys that visited over the weekend, they already met with Wade. Um, and this is a guy that, uh, you know, Benjamin Galloway, current commit, was talking with uh, Wade already as a bunch of the guys that are committed to Georgia Tech were recruited by App State. Jeep Wade was the main recruiter for them. So he steps in this, a lot of relationships. Elias Cloy, another one of those guys as the dryer goes off. Got to love that. Um, let's, let's keep rolling here because Jeep Wade, what does he bring? Why? Jeep Wade is known for having physical offensive lines. Um, you know, Appalachian State is a team that uh, has had some success running the football over the past, uh, especially this season. Had a weird year for them. They had a really exciting month of September and then kind of fell off. But let's let's talk more and more about, you know, where they want to go with this. Is Jeep Wade brings the same mentality that Brent Key wants, and it's a developing aspect of uh, developing some nasty guys up front. And that's what Georgia Tech needs. They need depth. And so Wade can bring that, obviously, with what he uh, he can do. Uh, he was already at work, like we talked about. And he's going to be joined with Key in this initiative to make the offensive line better. 
Uh, it has to be better. We've talked multiple times. I mean, this team could have been a bowl team this year, um, but didn't have a trustworthy, a consistent offensive line. So that's great. Offensive line, you know, it's um, it's one of those things where uh, it, it is what it is. It's not the sex appeal hire. We're going to get to the sexy hire, and that is Buster Faulkner coming by way of Athens. Um, I'll tell you this. He's already, as Will Manis throws a fantastic comment down there, Will, appreciate you tuning in tonight. Buster Faulkner comes by way of Athens. He's already on the job. We're going to hear more about that later on. But at this time, I want to invite a good friend of mine. You all won't, I don't know if he's, he, if he's a friend of mine, he needs to be a friend of yours. Uh, we're going to invite my good friend on the show here now, Palmer Toms of Dogs HQ with the On3 Network. Palmer covers the Georgia Bulldogs. And we're bringing you in here, Palmer, as I'm sure the comments uh, will let you feel loved, warm, and welcome here <laughs> in just a second. But kind of walk us through, you and I have been talking to kind of behind the scenes here. Um, as you already have the boo birds raining down, but without the Georgia spin, okay, what is Georgia Tech getting in Buster Faulkner? I know you wrote an article talking about his relationship with Stetson Bennett. Uh, what's the what is Georgia Tech getting here, in your opinion, and, and how big of a, of a get is this for them? They are getting the guy that I thought was going to be the the, the guy that I thought was the offensive coordinator coordinator in waiting in Athens. Um, you know, I, I think Georgia fans have been surprised that Todd Munkin has stayed around for as long as he has. Um, he's he's kind of got the reputation that he is is going to bounce between jobs, that he's not going to stay in the same place for too long. And he's now in his third season, wrapping up his third season in Athens and has put together uh, some of the best offenses that this school has ever seen, um, you know, guiding two, two straight play college football playoff offenses. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and, you know, he's a guy, Todd Munkin is a guy that had NFL background has NFL aspirations. Um, and, and so I don't think it was going to be surprising to see him go back to the NFL. We've, we've seen him mentioned, uh, rumored as a candidate for, uh, for several college head coaching jobs. Um, mm -hmm. I think the ultimate goal would probably be an NFL head coaching job, but I don't know that you can make the jump from college OC to NFL head coach. There's a, there's a middle ground there, whether that's college head coach or NFL OC uh, that I think he's got to get to, um, you know, obviously he's been in both those positions before, but took a step back to, to, to come to Georgia to build his resume. Um, certainly, uh, you know, has done that. And, and Buster Faulkner has been along his side all that time. Uh, and, and so for a while now, I have thought that if Todd Munkin were to leave, Buster Faulkner would be the guy, um, you know, and I will say, I don't know that that, that today's news changes that, um, that it wouldn't be the first time that Georgia has gone out and gotten a coach that was recently hired. Um, you know, last off season, they did it twice with, with Brian McClendon, uh, who had followed, uh, Mario Cristobal to Miami, uh, you know, doesn't coach a down at Miami. Um, yeah. Same thing with Chidera Uzo-Daribe that had followed uh, Sonny Dykes to TCU from SMU. Um, you know, th those two guys were at those schools, be it TCU and Miami. They are at Georgia. Um, Trey mm -hmm. Scott, who's, who's been a big part of Georgia's success as a defensive line coach, he was at Ole Miss, didn't coach a down there, um, you know, and, and comes to Athens instead. So, 
if Todd Munkin were to leave this offseason, he very much Buster Faulkner very much still could be the first call for Kirby Smart um, if he wants to keep that continuity. But and, and he's somebody that has experience as an offensive coordinator. Um, you know, was an OC before taking this analyst position the last three seasons in Athens. Uh, was was at Southern Miss for a year. Um, prior to that, he had spent three seasons at Arkansas State. Uh, you know, four and a half years as the OC at MTSU um, in, in Murfreesboro. Uh, had been at Murray State and Valdosta State as an OC for a year each. He's a guy that has a ton of experience, has been around a lot of football. Um, and, and I think that Georgia Tech is getting somebody uh, that, that certainly has knows what he's doing with an offensive scheme. Um, yeah. so, you know, I, I think that, I think, and, and we can dive more into what Stetson Bennett had to say about him, um, this week, you know, was up at the Heisman Trophy ceremony and, you know, last week at the Burlesworth award, award, um, acceptance speech, he, Buster was there. Todd was not, um, Todd was up for the Broyles award as the top assistant in the country. Um, so, you know, Buster was there. Stetson, you know, was thanking everybody that was there, thanking everybody that's been a part of his journey uh, and, and said Buster Faulkner it has been the level headed mind, um, you know, on the sidelines for Georgia um, mm-hmm. and, and that they've seen it all together. They've they've been through it all together. Um, you know, Buster is is the guy that if, if you go watch the clips of Stetson when he breaks down in tears in the national championship, Buster was the shoulder that he cried into. Um, you know, he will always have that clip uh, if, if he doesn't end up uh, ultimately coming back to Georgia. But, um, you know, a big part of what Georgia has done and, and Stetson was asked to further explain his comments on, on Buster this past weekend and, and said, hey, Buster is, is the guy that filters, um, you know, filters what Todd says over the headphones and, and communicates it to Stetson. Um, he's, yeah. he, he said, you know, Coach Munkin doesn't hear everything that Stetson says. Stetson doesn't hear everything that Todd says. Buster and he doesn't need to, I think. And, 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 and he said that neither of them need to. They're both so passionate that they don't need to have that, uh, you know, hostility of sorts in, in the middle of the game. They're both in the line of fire. And, and so Buster is the guy that, that intermediate, you know, is the, is the mediator there. Um, you know, he, he filters it, he translates it. Um, you know, he's, he's the guy that, you know, when we've had chances to see Georgia practice, uh, Todd is, is the guy that's the head coach of the offense. Buster Faulkner is the quarterback's coach. Um, you know, Todd obviously has that title. Um, but Buster Faulkner certainly, um, you know, is, is a big part of what Georgia has done. Palmer, everything that you said was fantastic. I had to turn the comments off of my screen because uh buddy you you've made it you've been in doc you've been welcomed I'll, I'll say that uh, <laughs> kind of into this this georgia tech fan base but no look uh you you provided some great points there i mean it's it's no secret this guy has a track record of success he's been kind of with one of the more prolific offenses whether tech fans want to admit it or not especially this season you were in the building when uh, georgia tech came to atlanta and you and i were kind of texting or came to athens and you and i were texting Look, it was it was a admirable performance for Georgia Tech, really, in what they were to do. What do you think Buster Faulkner can do? What what is the ceiling for him in Atlanta? Let's say that he, he does continue and he does call plays, and he's the guy when Tech goes into Mercedes Benz next some September, 
and uh, plays Louisville. Like, like what does what would the Georgia Tech offense look like? Is it is it going to be a carbon copy of what Georgia wants to do? I personally don't think they have all the personnel to do that. They definitely don't have you know two potential All American type of player on tight ends. You know what what does this offense look like at Georgia Tech, and what can Tech fans expect to see? Yeah, I mean, I think that you're going to see. Um a variation of what Georgia has done. Like you said, you've got to have the personnel to be able to do that. You know, not every team has a tight end that they can hand it off to comfortably and, and watch him run um, like Georgia does. Not every team has, has playmakers like Georgia does at, at running back, um, you know, that are capable of doing things both between the tackles outside the tackles and, and as a pass catcher, um, I think you're going to see a variation, um, you know, and Todd Munkin, said during his uh, you know, speech at the Port Royals Award, said that if you look at what Georgia has done this year, it's not all him. It's, it's You've seen snippets of, of what Buster Faulkner has had uh, to yeah. say. You, you've seen his input. You know, he, he, I think he pointed, he pointed to the SEC championship game and said, hey, this touchdown, first touchdown of the game, Mike Bobo call. Second touchdown of the game, Buster Faulkner play design. Third touchdown of the game, uh, named named a GA and, and said, you know, we have, um, you know, we as, as in the Georgia offense has, uh, you know, you, you can see the impact of these different guys. So it is, uh, I, I think that you will see concepts that that are carried over from what Georgia has done. Um, but you will also see some variations of it that Buster will bring uh, to the table himself. Yeah. Yeah, uh, kind of last question here for you. Uh, I think as Ralph just texted me, he goes, he goes, I don't even know what to star for questions anymore <laughs> uh, because of what's uh, apparently you went to Athens Tech. You, you did a lot of things, Paul. You don't really wear glasses. This is just a facade for you. Um, it, it's great stuff. But anyways, is there any anyone in your opinion that comes over? That was actually Ralph that threw that comment up. Is there anyone? that comes comes over from Athens, in your opinion, maybe staff, maybe player. And like I said, you know, this is just opinion. I mean, obviously no players have really entered the portal. Georgia's obviously in the midst of the prep. I'm sure you have a couple of pre-written stories on some guys that when they do post-championship run for Georgia here that will enter the portal. But any uh, anything for you that you could see potentially or that Faulkner will try at least to give a call to and bring to Atlanta? Yeah, I don't know that he'll be able to, you know, bring over any staff because it, it there's not an upgrade in position. Um, you know, he's the one that's getting the upgrade from analyst to OC. Um, you know, there's there's not it, it's not like he's a head coach that has a position right below him to offer um, yeah. a coordinator position. So if you were to try to bring over, you might see some graduate assistants get brought over. Um, you know, GA. Um, you know, analyst type people that have been on the same level as him that he can give them, uh, you know, an upgrade. Um, I also think that you're probably not going to see it because Georgia pays well uh, and and is is has one of the biggest pools for its assistance. Um, yeah. I, I do think that the players are very interesting. Um, you've, you've got guys on this team that, you know, a guy like Griffin Scroggs was once committed to tech, um, you know, flipped to Georgia. Could he you know, could he swing him back to, you know, tech, um, you know, uh, there's likely going to be a quarterback that enters the portal. And this is somebody that Faulkner has worked with. Um, you know, it, it, in my best guess, it's probably going to be Brock Vandegrift. 
um, you know, because I do think that Carson Beck is, is going to win it out and saw in the comments here earlier, Gunnar Stockton coming our way. I, I don't see that one because I think Gunnar is somebody that is a little, he's far enough in difference in age um, with Carson Beck that he understands that Carson is probably going to have his first shot, but then right after him, as, as soon as he's gone, it's, it's Gunnar's team to lose. Well, with a year age difference between Carson and Brock, you're probably not going to see, um, you know, the, the willingness to wait it out. So my guess is, is that you're probably going to see Brock Vandegrift enter the transfer portal at some point. And it would, certainly would be interesting to have his quarterback coach uh, recruiting him again. Um, yeah. You know, so that's, that's the one that I would watch the most. Obviously that there's been rumors of him, you know, Georgia Southern it, with Clay Helton down there. Um, you know, that's, that's been one that's been rumored. Um, you know, he, he's got connections elsewhere in the sec, obviously was highly recruited kid coming out of high school. Uh, so I, but it would be, certainly would be interesting to see, uh, Faulkner go after a, a guy like Brock Vandegrift. And, and that's somebody that, that I don't know that tech fans have, have gotten to see a, a player of that caliber at the quarterback position. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure that one will be welcomed uh, in, in the chat here. Um, but, but I, you know, it certainly would be well interesting to see uh, if, if Faulkner did try to make a move on any of these assistants, if they would go, but certainly any of these players that do enter the portal that have expressed interest in leaving Georgia. Let's uh, let, let's get the question because there is one question before we kind of take a break and then come back to just some Q&A before our next guest. Um, Ralph, if you'll throw the question from, I think it is uh, Mark there, who he wants to know, and this is, I think you can answer this better than I can, Palmer, how hands-on do you think Faulkner will be with the quarterbacks, whether Brock comes over? But obviously on that roster right now, it's it's the two Zachs. It's Zach Pyron, who's recovering from injury, and Zach Gibson, we think Tech, is a player in the quarterback, especially in the portal. Um so kind of what, what is his role with that quarterback? You kind of mentioned it with Stetson. How hands-on is he? Yeah, I mean, I think he'll be very hands-on with the quarterbacks. Um, you know, Stetson did mention that this is this is the guy that, that runs the drills for them. Um, I, I think, you know, we don't get to see enough practice here in Athens to, to say that he is the one that's most involved with the quarterbacks. But from the feeling, from what Stetson said and the feeling that I kind of get coming out of that, it sounds like, like I said, Todd Munkin is the head coach of the offense. He, he's he's working his way around just like Kirby does on the defensive side of the football. Uh, and, and that, you know, Faulkner is the one that has worked a lot with the quarterbacks. And I think that's really why they, they wanted somebody, um, you know, somebody, somebody that has OC experience, high level experience, um, you know, that, that's higher than their position says uh then their title may say um you know they wanted somebody like that because you've got that in in your oc somebody that's been a college head coach somebody that's been an nfl oc that's gonna want to bounce around and see everything he, he mm -hmm. doesn't just want to be with the quarterbacks because he's been around the entire team before um you know certainly going to do that is is what i think munkin does and i think that because of that, Faulkner has essentially been the quarterback's coach. So I would imagine he's going to be very hands-on with the quarterbacks, uh, but also wouldn't be too surprised to see him bounce around similar in, in, in a similar way uh, to what Munkin has done if he can bring in somebody that has experience directly with the quarterbacks. Yeah, Chris Winkie, currently the quarterback's coach. We expect him to you know play a big role in that. Ralph, will you go to the next comment that started right there? 
Um, I think Jacob had another great question here. How important was Faulkner to UGA's recruiting success? You talked a little bit about that, Palmer, already, but what uh, what else can we expect to see? I will tell you this. Um, Faulkner was on the ground, and we reported this over at GoJackets.com already, on the ground in College Station already uh, this today. So so that's something he obviously is playing a bit pivotal role. It was him, he, Key, and Winky. They're already kind of getting together, those offensive minds. So when you look at that recruiting class over the past couple of years, whether it's on three rivals, you know, 24-7, whatever it is, how much can you attribute that uh, to Buster Faulkner in your opinion? Yeah, I mean, if you if you look at the quarterbacks that Georgia has signed um, since since Munkin and Faulkner showed up on campus, they signed Brock Vandegriff um, because he was a class of twenty twenty one kid, um, mm-hmm. and I don't know how involved those two were in his recruitment because that's somebody that Georgia had been pursuing for a long time. Um, obviously with him being a, a local kid, um, he was very familiar with what Georgia was doing. I think he was sold on what, what Todd Munkin was bringing to the table. Um, and in terms of, uh, in, in terms of his, his offensive scheme, um, you know, and then 2022, they sign Gunnar Stockton. They don't sign, they're not scheduled to sign anyone in this class of 2023, mm-hmm. Uh, and then they've got a 2024 commit right now um, in in Ryan Pugliesny. Um I think that, that those two kids he's probably been more involved with. Um, but again, I, I think there's there's only so much that an, an offensive analyst can do. Um, I I think he's been involved. I can't say for sure uh, mm-hmm. in terms of his his recruiting. Um, the, the the success that he's had on the recruiting trail and the success that Georgia has had there. Um, but certainly if, if there was a position that he was going to be involved with, it would be the quarterbacks. It wouldn't necessarily be anything else on the offensive side of the football. I know that when he was at Southern Miss or Arkansas State, he dabbled in the tight end position. That might be something with Chris Winkie already being there. They may give him you know, the OC and tight end role, much like Chip Long had. Uh, Palmer, really appreciate you, man. Um, you have battled – uh, a lot of these, uh, a lot of these, and, um, you know, they look, my man Lucas, Bruce, and Palm have the same hair, hashtag Kirby hair. Uh, I guess uh, I, I, I'm not even going to put Sean Taylor's latest comment up, but I, you can read it, Ralph, or you, you all can read it. Uh, we'll see. Palm, appreciate it, brother. I know you're going to sit back in. Uh, if we have any more questions, we're going to go to a commercial, and we will be right back. That's Palmer Toms. Palmer does a, a fantastic job. Ralph, you can't put that out here on the interwebs. You can't do that. I do appreciate it. Hey, look, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, you're going to be hearing from a couple of our sponsors. Uh, we're going to take some of your questions, drop your Q&A. Tell, let me know also what you think, Buster Faulkner, the new offensive coordinator, and uh, we're going to get to some of those here just in a second. Cook's Place began serving our signature hot dogs in 1985 from a cart on Broadway. We still serve the best hot dogs and scrambled dogs in town at the corner of Moon and Miller Road and at the landings. Our friendly staff won't let you leave hungry. Come in and eat to the beat with our 50s jukebox. Cook's Place, fast service, great people, awesome food. What are you waiting for? Back here on the Crowded Booth Swarm Talk, brought to you by Section 103. Also, uh, we're going to put the link down below after the video. We have the VOD, the video on demand. Uh, If you want to um, 
look, if, if you want to get a in Kiwi Trust t-shirt, the sales have been unbelievable, unbelievable. Um, and so, you know what, as we get into kind of the Q&A portion, which Ralph is going to have to sift through a lot of the fantastic comments to do this, um, we also want to thank sponsor their Cook's Place in Columbus, the best scrambled dog you're going to have. Uh, fantastic stuff. We're going to have uh, hear from a couple more sponsors later on in the show. But that was Palmer Toms. He covers Georgia with On3 Sports. A, a good friend of mine, and you guys, uh, you know, did a fantastic job uh, there right there. Keith, you got a question for me. What is this picture right here behind me? Um, it's a picture, before you guys make fun of it, that my now-deceased great-aunt uh, gave me. And it's a nice little picture. It's a watercolor that she got over in Italy. So... There you, uh, there you go. Can I also talk if you sit on your hands? I can, Keith. Uh, you know, Keith, you have been very active, very active tonight, and uh, we appreciate it. But look, throw your questions down there, and let me know, too. Um, think, let me know, too, kind of what you think about Buster Faulkner. And Palmer was great talking about scheme-wise and, and the questions and answered some of your questions that were legitimate, and, and thanks to him for that. He's, he's sitting back there chilling now with his, with his vest on uh, and the glasses. But look... I do live in Columbus there, Brian. I am in Columbus. Where is my tech gear? I don't have the tech gear on tonight, but Section 103 has some fantastic stuff. We're going to hear from them in just a second. But let's talk Buster Faulkner. What does it mean for this offense? Well, the biggest thing, guys, is it means that now you can really start to do what you want to do in the in the portal. We'll have some more news on that here kind of later on. But you can do what you want to do in the portal. You can also in my opinion, with the upcoming visit weekend that you have, you can really dial in with some of the uncommitted guys. And look, it's, it's a list of guys that, uh, that are fantastic. Um, I'll tell Palmer to be on standby a couple of questions if he needs to uh, come back in and, and answer them. But uh, I think that overall with the Georgia Tech sphere of things, you're able to hear kind of what he brings to the table, his experience, his ability. And look, Yes, the rivalry is a fun one. It's fun to talk trash between fan bases. But really and truly, this is a good hire for Georgia Tech. If he stays in Atlanta, um, it'll it'll be interesting. So let's get to a couple of the questions here. Um, let's go to Matt. Uh, Matt, appreciate you watching tonight. How many players is Faulkner hitting up in College Station? I'll tell you this. Uh, they were meeting with three players, uh, two offensive and one defensive player. Uh, you all have the ability to go look. Um, you know, we'll, we'll see. Let's go with uh, Jacob Gray there, Ralph. I know you starred that one right there about uh, if UG was, to pl was a player to land McCollum, where does he stand now? Does Faulkner use some inside info to really let know where he stood with the UGA staff? Uh, this is something that Palmer and I have talked about. And, you know, with McCollum uh, officially entering the portal about two days ago and he had, you know, had the intention to do so for so long, um, I, I think that McCollum is obviously seeking, and we talked about this last late last week, He's seeking an NIL opportunity, and at Georgia Tech, he's not really going to be able to have that. Uh, and so I think that it's uh, it's going to be interesting to see. Um, it's going to be interesting to see kind of where he lands. I mean, Mississippi State is one, uh, and also, you know, mentioning that, the, the situation with Mike Leach, obviously very sad. Uh, prayers go to him and, and everything that's going on with that situation. Uh, but I think it, it really, too, when you look at Memphis, is obviously, you know, another school that has uh, potentially been interested. What could they do? Uh, look, I think McCollum is a, is a good player. He's a solid player. Um, is Georgia interested? I think there was initial interest. I don't. I don't know how far that has um, 
that had that has beat them. Uh, Nick Nader didn't JT beat them twice. Um, I'm guessing you're talking about Justin Thomas and Nick. I love you, brother, but that was almost a decade ago, and so you know we don't we don't talk about things like that. That shows you how bad how bad it is. Uh, 14 and 16, I think that uh, they beat them. But uh, go to Andrew over here, Andrew Emerson. There, Ralph, you can hit his question. He had a good one. Um, with Andrew talking, I think that – oh, I think it glitched there for a second. Do you think Buster will bring any highly regarded position coaches with him? No, I don't think so. Palmer did a great job of kind of answering that question in the sense of he wasn't in a position where there were a lot of people lower than him. Could grad assistants come? Sure. Could they take on different roles at Georgia Tech? Maybe so. Um, what, ha- what needs to be left to be hired? If we play the situation out in our head, okay, Chris Winkie is obviously over quarterbacks. Faulkner is your OC, and let's say that he also takes in the tight end coach kind of role as well. What does that leave? You still need a running backs coach, uh, which is imperative. I mean, you got to have one of those. you still got two guys that you really want to bring in from the 2023 recruiting class that you'd like to see commit hopefully this weekend and sign uh, the dotted line in December, which we're a little under two weeks away now, so that's huge. All of that being said is I don't think that it's going to come from Athens. I, I, don't, th- I don't see one of those, uh, one of those things happening. Um, let's go over here. Uh, do you think he runs the offense as huge as he runs? We don't have the tight end to run, or does he adjust what we have? Well, Sean, I, I think good question. You're exactly right. I mean, there are 130 other FBS programs that don't have the tight end room that Georgia has. Um, if Faulkner is, you know, the guy, and you have to think and believe that he realizes that Tech doesn't have that, he's not going to set up an offense that isn't set up for success. Um, so I think that Faulkner is going to be able, and, and Palmer did a good job kind of explaining of what he's going to be able to do. I think the offense is going to be good. Um, it, it'll be interesting to see. Palmer, if you don't mind, I'm going to bring you back in for this last question, for this next question. Uh, Brian Jones, Palmer, uh, what offensive scheme will Faulkner run? Is it a spread? Kind of what is what would the name be? Is it something – and you kind of answered this, but for Brian, uh, who – I don't know if you saw this, but Brian really grew to love you during your, your <laughs> spiel. So uh, can, you, can you kind of tell us what kind of offensive scheme – could he be running? Well, I'm, I'm sure everyone is so happy to have me back in. Um, I would say it's it's a traditional hybrid spread to a to a, they they do it all. I mean, really, they they've got a power eye. You know, they, they'll run 11, 12, 13 personnel. I mean, again, it, it it's very dependent on the tight ends. Um, I think that it really depends on the personnel that you have. Mm-hmm. Um, so they're they're able to do concepts of a lot of different things. They're able to do some spread concepts. Um, you know, you, you've seen those tight ends. Um, again, talking about those guys, you've been able to spread them out. Uh, but you've got to have the guys capable of doing that. Um, and, and so – I don't really know what Tech's personnel is going to be like. So I think yeah. a lot of, of what he's able to do there, uh, what he really relies on is going to depend on what kind of players he has. Yeah. And I, I saw a question um, right here that I wanted to get. Is there a chance in, in Dell we pull a certain running backs coach for an elevated role and as much money as we can throw? Hmm. Uh, Mark, I'll just – I'll start off and I'll throw it to you, Palmer. I, I, don't, I don't know what the elevated role would be. You know, at Tech, if you already have an OC, any elevated role for Del McGee at this point is going to be an offense coordinator job or a head coaching job. 
Exactly. I mean, so we, I don't, we've, I don't we've, me and you have talked about that before, the possibility of him coming on as an OC under whoever is the coach. Um, I, I think that that's, that's the only place that he would go. Um, you know, the only position that he would go. Yeah. God, this chat is just wild tonight. It's, it's wild to see what, uh, what, what is going on. No, look, I think that, um, you know, you could see, and, and Randall with a good point here, try to outsmart Kirby's defense. It, it brings something Georgia Tech doesn't have. So, Palmer, we'll take you back out. Uh, I think that uh, Palmer did a great job there. You guys, give uh, give Palmer – spam the um, – let, let's spam the uh, the glasses emoji in chat. Let's see if you f- people can find that um, for, for Palmer. But as, as Luke here said, you majored in coloring. Um, yeah, and, and – just yeah, there there we go. Uh, that's fine. Just uh, Ralph, I'm trying to hear. I, I just I'd I'd like to I'd like to see. Hey, Bobby Parr just got off a of Taco Bell. Cut him some slack. Oh wow, gotta love it here. Yeah, we got Sea Dog right there. We got that right there. People people spanning um, this right here. Tucker Rothschild, a great question. Are we getting any kids from Mill Creek Carrollton? Um, not that I see, but did you guys see that quarterback uh, play for Carrollton in the state championship game? Uh, obviously, the kid right there. With a fantastic smash the like button, Sean Taylor says as well. Smash the like button if you um, if you want to see Palmer again on the show. If you if you don't want to see Palmer again on the show, then uh, make sure to comment down below why you don't. Uh, but look, I think the offense is going to be opened up. Uh, I saw a question earlier, Ralph, and I don't know if you had it. It was about Jeff Sims. I think it was. Um, let's just keep rolling. Let's start with Seth Kelly there. Let's start with Seth Kelly, Ralph, on those on those uh, comments and keep it rolling as we kind of await for our next guess. Um, I'm cool with Buster. He got stuck. Hell, he got Stetson Bennett in New York, and that's miracle working there. I mean, look, Palmer, should I say it? Just nod. Should I say what I want to say about Stetson Bennett? Kid's, kid, kid, is, kid is a gamer. He really is. Um, I know that I'm going to get banned off of many Georgia Tech boards, but I'll tell you this. On January the 2nd, We'll be talking about some awesome stuff as well. Can't wait to talk with you then on January the 2nd um, about some stuff. But, look, he did a good job. Faulkner obviously had those connections. Ralph, let's keep rolling with some of those. Um, Let's go down to Sean Taylor uh, with I just don't think about the tight end thing. Let's go right here. Um, Don't think run tight end heavy, and I don't think he will. I mean, and Palmer can correct me if, if he wants to. I think that the fact that people think Georgia's offense is tight and heavy is more just a fact of the personnel they have. Like, it's not like it's geared to do that. They have just schemed. They have opened up opportunities uh, for those guys because right now, for lack of better words, those are the best receivers they have on the roster uh, with different injuries to different guys. Sean, so I think it's more of the reason you like to see what Munkin and, and I'm encouraged with Faulkner with what Tech hasn't been able to do is – recognizing the strengths and weaknesses and scheming so well. And a bit of it is having some some really good athletes. But being able to, and Sean, I think you said this when Chip Long was hired, a good offensive coordinator uh, has success regardless of what tools he has in his chest. One of the, one of the top-level offensive coordinators. So that'll be something interesting to watch um, as well. Uh, let's go down. Does the GT versus Colorado National Championship happen in 24 or 25? Uh, assuming you mean the year 21-24, or 
Uh, I'll take twenty one twenty four. Uh, no, Curtis, appreciate you tuning in. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't think that, um, I don't think that is. Uh, we already got with Brian's there. Uh, let's get to the last one for Sean under the starred comments. Keep your questions rolling here. Um, and I know we have one Mojo Productions out there with Jeep Wade. Uh, that I want to star that one as well, Ralph. Let's let's see here. Does we think Leo would move to a tight end spot to get the ball more? I don't think so. I think that if um, I, I could see. I'll say this. I could see, um, and, and this is a good time to, to – Ralph, start this comment. Let's let's get back to it. Let's get back to this. Uh, J-Dub, Palmer, Here you got a little bit. This is about as much recognition you're going to get from a Tech fan. He goes, I hate the Muts, but he's a heck of a quarterback. Look at the weapons they have. Let's see him do that at Vandy. I mean, that's very true, uh, but there's a lot of um, – <laughs> there's a lot of guys that couldn't do certain things at Vandy. Um, let's go with Mojo here. Is there any concern? Let's go back to Jeep Wade. Has been to so many schools with no long tenures anywhere. Uh, look, there's an old adage of things that certain players, um, certain quarter, certain coordinators, certain coaches, if they continue to bounce around, is that a good thing? Uh, I don't think it's a fantastic sign, Mojo, but also I'm not too concerned within this sense because, once again, if, if we take a – if we take a uh, – I want to make sure I say this correctly. I, I, the, the, the gold and white glasses off, and we realize really who Tech was in play for, um, I, I think that you have to realize that they are in a sense where they're going to have to take a chance on somebody, whether it was a young up-and-comer or a guy who had some experience, uh, and we'll, we'll, we'll see that. Ralph, let's keep rolling through some of the comments there. I know you got some more starred – um, as well, do you think we will hit Calzada? Uh, I don't think that Georgia Tech should physically abuse any of the transfer quarterbacks. I don't think that that would be wise. Um, but on Calzada, I will tell you this. That was a guy that we're interested in the first go-around. Uh, does that happen again? I don't know. You, you, you have to be honest with yourself. They need to have a quarterback. Uh, they've got to have another guy come in. Uh, so let's keep rolling. But that's a good question, Montega. I appreciate you doing that. Um, as well. Let's go to Randy Carson here. Uh, will Faulkner find a unique approach to give Tech an advantage on offense or we run the same O everyone else runs? Uh, Randy, appreciate you tuning in. I think that, like we've been talking about, is that he's going to have to, right? Like, we know with the personnel that Tech certainly has right now, you have to be creative. You have to do something different. And that's also something through the interview process. I'm sure that Key sat down and Key and Winky sat down with Faulkner during the interview and were able to you know, hear what he has to say. What is your game plan? Because this is the true statement. When you're at a place like Georgia, it's easier probably to play call sometimes because of the athletes you have. It is. And I, I think that is something that it doesn't dismiss the job that the, he has done. But when you go elsewhere at a place like Georgia Tech where you don't have the same dudes, the same guys, um, I think that that's when you, you start to really figure out what you're made out of. And so this is a chance for Faulkner. If he can come to Georgia Tech, and we're not saying, you know, average 37.6 points a game, but average more than 17. I mean, that's that was around the average this year. So if he can take an, and find an identity first off, I think that's uh, I, I think that's really, really huge. Uh, in the sense of what they want to do. So uh, keep rolling with some of these comments as to Ralph. We get, will we hear about any running backs or quarterbacks soon? Um, if you're referring there, Jake, uh, to 
if you're if you're referring to the high school ranks, I don't think we're going to hear about any quarterbacks. Running back wise, yeah, there's two. Uh, we'll talk more about those guys kind of later on, um, and and I think we'll 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 be able to see it. Uh, Brian, I think Brian, you have been such an active member of the chat tonight. You deserve an award. I think Bryce needs to grow a mustache as manly as Palmer's. Um, and then we need to get to, to to this. Luke, for the past three and five shows, has been asking about Mike Wright, and he wants my opinion. What do I think about Mike Wright? Well, I think first off, they swung and miss on AJ Swan. They had a chance. George Tech had a chance to get him. Kind of backed off. He went to Vanderbilt. He's a solid quarterback, and he's going to be really, really good. I feel like for them, and he's a good athlete. Um, you know, Mike Wright. Uh, what? I didn't watch enough of him to really be able to see, but what does he offer that you don't have on the roster other than depth? Is he a guy that realistically can push the envelope against a guy like Zach Pyron or Zach Gibson? I think that's what you have to bring in. Uh, I would much rather have a one-year stopgap like we talked about last week. So uh, let's keep rolling with some of these comments. Uh, Ralph, I know you've – You've got a, you actually got some decent comments now as we uh, will head to a commercial break, break here in just a little bit um, as Ralph tries to find some of these. Jonathan Freeman, I appreciate you. Hope you're comfortable. Uh, do you see any surprises in recruiting, Robert? I think that uh, this weekend we're going to see some guys that, that can make an impact. Um, I think that it will also be interesting to monitor some of the later offers that are coming in. And, and some of these offers that are going to come in and we're going to see kind of uh, what they can do. Uh, and, and, and we'll see. We'll, we'll see because some of the players that they have kind of in their in the target sites uh, can be impact players. Um, but it, it's, it's going to be interesting to kind of see. And I want to get this one right here. My man Marcus Brooks. Um, Ralph, let's go to Marcus because Marcus is much better – than anyone else here in the chat. A one-year gap is why you said to go get Brennan Armstrong. Uh, look, it wouldn't be a bad option. It really wouldn't be. A veteran guy who's played a lot of football, uh, and I like that as well. As well. Here's the question I want to get to, and it kind of takes us into our portal conversation. We're going to get to that in a second, Ralph. We'll go ahead and start that one uh, when we come back here on the Crowder Booth with a little bit of Swarm Talk action. <laughs> Your soap is... Ugh. And your body wash is a synthetic detergent. But you're not a dish. You're a man. Switch to Dr. Squatch Natural Soap for Men. For men who build things, open pickle jars on the first try. Slay dragons. And let their daughters braid their hair. Men who like to feel good and smell titillating. Dr. Squatch takes you places you never thought you'd go. Naked. Dr. Squatch is amazing. Ralph and I use it, and it is uh, fantastic. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's keep it rolling, Will. A man in the shower fits the theme of tonight's show. And Benjamin, you need to. You need to use it and use code CROWDABOOTH for a discount. I think it's 10% off uh, your order. So it's fantastic uh, to see that. Um, Ethan, we love to see it. We love to see it. Let's talk, um, let, let's, let's talk real quick about the portal. And let me get here with, uh, first off, some interesting news regarding the portal. Uh, Tech was in College Station for three players, two receivers, and one linebacker. Uh, That's huge. That's really, really big. 
And so I'm excited to see kind of where that goes and where that transpires. And we're going to try to get something for you here pretty soon about that uh, regarding some content as well. The second aspect of it, um, what is Georgia Tech doing in the portal right now? I can tell you that the meetings kind of started where they were kind of a little bit delayed. And I think that, Ralph, if we go back to the original comment right before the commercial, and it's Jacob Grace right here. Any more players expect to transfer out? It seems like we haven't lost a ton. Jacob, you're exactly right. Uh, there was a feeling Sims was going to go in, McCollum was an option, but it's kind of died down. I can tell you this. I know that players were waiting to see kind of what happened, um, waiting to see, you know, as Palmer comments, thanks for the warm welcome tonight, guys. Uh, and Jonathan, yes, that's what I said about two wide receivers and a linebacker. Is there any more players going to transfer out? Um, I think that while not guys being named, I think there still are. They were waiting to see what hire was going to be made. And so now uh, they ha Tech hasn't officially announced it. But I think it's going to be interesting to see where Tech goes uh, from here. Where do they – what do they do? I mean, what is what is the stance? Look, you have to add talent. And I think that they have to be in the sense of now that you have your OC – and I guarantee you he has some connections where he may want to go with a running backs coach. As you, as that staff continues to build out, there could be uh, some interesting people to kind of look at who would leave. Uh, I still think that Leo Blackburn's in that category, folks. I, I still think um, that Blackburn is a guy that could still enter, that was waiting, and it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what he decides to do if, if he decides to go in. A lot of people... Uh, we're interested with that. Um, want to get this one? What's your thought on the A1 Rodgers receiver? They got crystal ball to Tech. Uh, yours truly put in one of those crystal balls, so that's why. That's the, I'll tell you all the thing I need to know about that. Um, all this to say, the transfer portal is going to be interesting to watch. Tech still has to make some moves. They're about to make a really big move in the transfer portal that is going to bode well for them. But you have to build upon that. So right now, they're riding high the success and the momentum. Last week, a fan favorite, key, and knighted the fan base. Now this week, you hired an offensive coordinator that many people around the country say, hey, that's a pretty good hire. And you just had a guy who was a graduate of Georgia who went to Georgia and who covers Georgia say, hey, look, that's a good get. Like, it's just a really good get. So there are some positive things happening, um, some positive momentum heading that way. Uh, so all that to say, can Tech make a splash in the portal? They sure can. At what cost? And the cost is what Brent Key decides to do. He's already made it apparent that he doesn't necessarily want to live and die by the portal. And that's a good model. You have to have a foundation to build through and build up to. But you also have to be able to sit there and say, we got to have better talent. And I think Tech's starting to do some of that as well. So, look, that's all the time we have for tonight. Uh, can't tell you how much I enjoyed talking with uh, with Palmer. You got to see Ralph. You got to see me as well. It's a ton of fun. Continue to talk about that. Uh, we're going to show. We'll probably still be live tomorrow night. Um, you know, we'll talk then. We'll talk then. Appreciate you all tuning in. And uh, stay tuned. Set up notifications because we will probably be live uh, here very, very soon. Can't wait to talk to you then. How in here and make yourself feel at home. Coming on the crowd
Inside Booth with Bryce Coon.